At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Inside the locker room here, segment number two. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. I was, you know, Motsi, I tell you what. What's up, player? You and I, you know, we we joke sometimes. We talk about the duality of man. You know, that's a joke we've made here on this show before. We've referenced the inches, right? The famous Al Pacino speech, football, game of inches. The inches that we need are all around us. They say every inch matters too, man. Eh, that's what I've been told. Um, the uh, man, the margin of yesterday. I mean, it's a lot of doom and gloom from people. It's it, there's plenty of you know we've got our next quarterback for the next 15 years, but Super we need to, Bowl. but we need to, but that's we need right. to tank now around Kenny and really rebuild this thing right going forward. Um, if the Steelers are able to win that game yesterday, oh my goodness, two and two. Sitting right on top of the division. The optimism would have been Kenny through the roof, Pickett. Man. We're going to get T.J. Watt back at some point. It would have been through the roof. Super Bowl. It would have been through the roof. Now it's, oh, good Lord, this team's going to be 1-7, and seven and we're going to pick in the top five. And that is why. You got to love it. You, you gotta I, that's love why it. you got to love, gotta love it. You got to love it. Motsi, we're going to get to uh, that reaction here. We turn things over to you on Twitter for the next 25 minutes or so here before we get to Chris Carter. The floor is yours. The time is yours. And, folks, Mootsy and I, listen, we can exaggerate. We can be a little hyperbolic at times. But I'm not kidding when I say, I mean, we've we've gotten dozens, 30-some tweets here already. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. A little 30-piece? We, we will do our best to to get to all of them here uh, as, we, as we roll along. Um, and some of these are along the same lines. So, you know, 
your your question might not get specifically answered in terms of you getting your name called out and everything, but I think that most of the questions that everybody has we will get into here uh, in this segment number two. CR, Steeler Nation Chicago. What it do, CR? To lead us off. He says, more to my Steelers brothers. I am emotionally drained from last <laughs> night, but I have proper perspective today. This is only the end of the first quarter of the season. Things can still be turned around. Things will be turned around. In defeat, we humble ourselves before thee with a subpar record of one and three. <laughs> so eloquently put right there. So eloquently put. CR, I tell you what, man. You Edgar Allan Poe over there? What? That's well said. Honestly, it's not even, if you look at it in the context of the season, no, it's not it's, even it's the end of the true. first quarter. It's, it's like not. the final drive of the yeah, first quarter. we still got one more. Still got Absolutely. that. Because now it's like you're that, we need like 17 games. Two, yeah. we're, we're a half away from it being out of the first quarter. <laughs> Oh, CR, you cracked me That was me solid up. right there. I like that. Britsburg Owen from across the pond. Oh, yes. There's only one uh-huh. Britsburg Owen. Hey. Wants to know, are the Steelers, and as I'm sure the the, the millions and millions of Steelers Blitz, Blitz listeners want to know as well, are the Steelers going to do the sensible thing and stick with Kenny Pickett for the rest of the season? All right, Motsi, let's have this conversation. What did Coach Thomas say thus far? He well, he just spoke, you know, for a couple minutes after the game yesterday, and he said that those something along the lines of not an exact quote, right, but paraphrasing that those determinations would be made this week. Oh, okay. I never heard what he said. That's what I was like. Genuinely he, asking. he 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 gave the answer you would expect him to give. He okay. gave no, nothing definitive. Not gotcha. we're going to go back to Mitch. Not it's Kenny's now. Yeah. Wait and see approach, and maybe Tuesday, maybe tomorrow at his weekly press conference, we'll get that answer. Um. But is it for you, is it as simple as it's it's Kenny time now, the toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube, you're one in three, let's build towards something? I mean, less about all that narrative you're trying to create, and more so just the simple <laughs> fact of you put you put him in there, you got to ride with that for right I now. I think so too. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And we're going to find out who he is, good or bad, but I think that when you make that move, regardless of why you made it, regardless of why, when you make that move, you got to figure this thing out 100% because this is the issue you run into if you don't. You start flip-flopping these quarterbacks as a player, and I've been in this situation yes, on numerous you occasions. You start to look at your coach and say, if you don't know who you believe in, well, how the heck am I supposed to know who to believe in? So when you flip-flopping back and forth, you're telling me to believe in Mitch, I could believe in Mitch. You tell me to believe in Kenny, I believe in Kenny. But when you start going, okay, now it's not Kenny this week, now it's Mitch this week, oh, it's not Mitch this quarter, now it's Kenny this quarter, I'm looking at I'm you and totally I'm saying, man, you. you're lost. I'm totally So how can you. I follow you into the fire if you don't even know your direction? So when he made the move, right or wrong, and this is why, once again, we talked about when it was Mitch, it's like, yo, right or wrong, you're riding with him because that was the direction. It was clear. It was concise. Regardless of how rocky or smooth it got, if we're all on the same page, we're fine. But you can't be divisive. So right now, the page has shifted to Kenny. So as a player, you're like, okay, it's Kenny time. But if you start flip-flopping back and forth, it becomes really tough to believe in either one of those guys. Totally. And now you're looking in here saying, hey, coach, man, so who we drafting next year? Because clearly you don't believe in any one of these dudes, so why should I believe in any of these dudes as the long-term answer? And that's just what it is. So regardless of whatever narrative we would like to paint, oh, who gives energy? Oh, is it a rebuild? Oh, this is the guy of the future or not. In-house, that's how it has to be going forward. Barring an injury or Kenny just being god-awful, 
and it can't be just for one game. Because if you do the tour situation with Ryan Fitzpatrick, that's you think was, about how that looked. That's what I was looked. thinking, yeah. And you think about how even to this offseason, there were still questions about Tua because of how they handled it. They wanted to get him out there. They couldn't wait to get him out there. But then when he would have his growing pains, they weren't able to stomach it. So they would go back to the veteran, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then they would say, okay, fresh start. All right, let's get Tua back out. Let him start this week. Oh, all right, we got to pull him. He's, he's struggling again. All right, get, get this guy here. And you saw how that looked. You saw even at the head, Brian Flores. He didn't even believe in Tua. But when it's handled that way, that's what you open up the door for. Doubt creeps in pretty Absolutely. quickly. Yeah. And like I said, as players, if we doubt you, then it's tough to really commit to that level. Mm-hmm. Speaking from personal experiences. Mm-hmm. So that is the part where it's like, yeah, so, you got you to just do it. Regardless yeah. of how it plays out. And you listen to Mitch Trubisky after the game. He's pissed off, and rightfully so. And the thing I'll say is this. Be pissed off because I've been in that situation on both ends of it. I've been in it when you're the young guy replacing the vet. I've been the vet that's been replaced. You're supposed to be pissed. You're supposed to have emotion. You're supposed to be invested in this. Yeah, but you still got to be professional. And what I mean is this. His answers in terms of why you were pulled, was it this, was it that? No, I'm not answering those questions. Ask the dude that made those decisions because he made that decision. So he needs to address that. He needs to be accountable for that, right, wrong, and different. But if you're Trubisky, you still got to prepare. And this is what I'm and the reason why is this. If Kenny goes out there and gets hurt the first play of the next game, guess who they're turning back to? They're coming right back to you. Mason. Oh. Okay, sure. You could throw Mason. <laughs> but once again, you're two plays away than in yeah. that sense. So that's right. why that's a good, yeah, at that's the end point. of the day, it's like you gotta stay you locked in. can't pout either. Yeah. You can be pissed off. You can communicate that you're pissed. And I'm glad that he's done that thus far. But you still have to prepare. You still have to be ready to go because like I said, you're either one or two plays away from it being back on you, and now we don't care about you being in your feelings. We don't care about anything that you're talking about. We don't care about what you might be wanting to make personal when this, in true sense, is just business. This is a business move. You got to deal with it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you can't allow that business move to become a personal thing I that makes you agree. not prepared. So now when you get that another opportunity, now you're caught with your pants down, figuratively speaking. Completely agree. There's been a lot of people who try to draw parallels to this from from around the sports world, Motsi. Like, hey, yeah, we no, we see this all the time. Uh, hockey goalie, it's game three of the playoffs, right? He gets lit up in the first period. Coach pulls him and then goes right back to him for game four. Yeah, yeah new, this ain't hockey, buddy. Newsflash, this ain't hockey, where you play two games a week and the playoffs are the best Mm-mm. of seven and, and, and those things. Mm-mm. I heard some people say, hey, a pitcher has a bad, a bad yeah. outing, you yank him, you go to the bullpen early, but then you go back to him next week. This, this ain't baseball. This ain't baseball. <laughs> this isn't basketball. Where You're I, not tailoring I, 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 your specific mm-hmm. game plan around your starting pitcher or around your yeah. starting goalie. Mm-mm. Yeah, this isn't basketball. Nah. You, you, you leave your star on the bench for the first five, ten minutes of the yeah, game as for that. a disciplinary. Mm-mm. This ain't that. You are tailoring your, tailoring your offense around the quarterback Mm -hmm. and I do think too while we're on that subject some of that worked in Kenny Pickett's favor yesterday as well too Mm -hmm. the Jets defense was not ready for his mobility Mm -mm. they just they weren't ready for his running threat they weren't ready for him to look like Lamar Jackson out there baby oh lord that's Lamar at number eight Lamar hey Lamar didn't have two touch two rushing touchdowns in his NFL debut KP did Mm -hmm. um I also want to see how Kenny reacts to a defense game planning for him Mm -hmm. that works both ways it does there's some 
more there's some leash to be given to Kenny to say, hey, he didn't take any first team reps throughout the week. He no, didn't absolutely. get that first team prep. That also works the other way from the defense, though. The mm-hmm. defense was not preparing for him and his individual skill set. Yeah. I want to see both of those things. I want to see Kenny with a full week to prepare. I want to see Kenny against an NFL defense that has a full week knowing that he's the guy they're preparing for. Going for seven tweets us and says, Steelers took an L yesterday, but Steelers Nation got the win with seeing Kenny two gloves on the field. Look out, Buffalo. We coming for you. All right, all right. I don't know if I'd call it a win, but I I certainly get the excitement. I get the excitement, but you guys know. We don't do moral victories. We don't seek comfort. You either win or you lose. And there's it's no in between. Simple, yeah. I mean, sometimes you tie. Every once in a while, you tie. Yeah, but we almost did that in Cincinnati yeah, to start it's, the season. It's that, it's that kind of thing. It's like I don't care who's out there. We need to win. Period. So it could be my mother out there. That's what helps us win. Then put her out there. But if not, then don't put her out there. It's just that simple. And I love my mom. <laughs> great example. Frankie Z tweets us and says, "Gentlemen, it appeared to me that the middle of the field became wide open on defense when Edmonds went out of the game. Your take." We can say that, but some of those concepts were just cover three zones. And in a cover three zone, they're running it with their wide receivers. And they did a good job with Uzama of just getting to the proper depth of that 12 to 15 yards where you're behind the linebackers who are your underneath coverage, but shallow than your safeties. If that is because of Edmonds not being out there and we went to more of a zone scheme because of that, that could definitely be the case. But I don't want to just highlight it and say it's solely that because – to me, they weren't playing exclusive man coverages or exclusive coverages where, man, Edmonds being in the middle of the field was going to make a difference or Mink in the middle of the field was going to make a difference. Some of this stuff was legit zone coverage. And part of that was because they wanted to make Zach Wilson have to read the field and really beat them with his arm. I thought at times he did make some nice throws. I thought at times he did do some things where it was like you could see, all right, this is why he's as talented as he is. But at the same time, you could also see his decision-making being in question. And that's part of the reason why they were doing some of that zone stuff to make him have to see different things, to make him have to process it and make good decisions. But you also got to tip your cap to him in that vein. He did make yeah. some good plays. Yeah. He did have no some doubt. good, especially on some of these third and longs. No doubt. But that was a part of why you would see some of those holes because they weren't going to allow him to use his legs to just run free. And when you play a lot of man versus mobile quarterbacks, they can do that. You turn your back, they're just going to pull it around. And he was making guys miss in the Absolutely. backfield. He's he's mobile. Yeah. So that was a that was a part of it. You want to have be you want to have eyes on this guy. You want to make him have to read and process it. But you also want to see, hey, if he goes to scramble and take off, you can come out of a zone to go get this guy. And we saw that happen on the play where he uh, scrambles off the backfield and he ends up taking the shot to Brees Hall with Levi Wallace in coverage. This is zone. But if that was man. Now, when Uzama goes to roll up, now those linebackers, instead of them coming up to force that throw, they're turning around with that receiver running, and now he can just pull that ball and run for himself. So that's the give and take of that concept, but that was part of why they were doing it. Oklahoma's own tweets us and said, called my doctor this morning and asked if he could prescribe me some cognac. Ooh, hey now. Because the Steelers got my nerves bad. Hey now. Still, we run. Hey now, I need that cognac. Now, Joel tweets us. And see, this is, you know, this is the... The nuance, the context of the the first segment. Joel mm-hmm. tweets us and says, the defense gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter when the offense needed them the most. Not a great sight to see. Steelers had the lead, the momentum, and Kenny Nation. The defense can't give that one up. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The defense is allowed to make a play there. Either one of those last two drives, 
You also, though, are not in the position to come back from mm-hmm. four points down to be up by 10 without the defense. That's mm-hmm. the context. Uh, to start the second half, when Kenny Nation was under center, three and out, mm-hmm. then the, the interception intended for Claypool, then the Steelers and Minka took it back and set you up on the four-yard line. Yeah, you better score a touchdown, which they did. And then guess what? They got you the ball right back, mm-hmm. forced another, not three and out, but six and out, only 20 yards gained for the Jets there, and then... What was the real impressive Kenny moment in Kenny Drive? Yes. 12 plays, 82 yards, touchdown, 10-point lead. Now, yes, what can you not do as a defense when you get that 10-point lead, when you got all the momentum in the world, you can't give up an 11-play, 80-yard drive right back down the field. Very true. But let's not act like the defense wasn't a big part of the Steelers getting back in that and getting the lead as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Every and which again gets back to everyone's culpable. Yeah. If you're trying to blame one and then entity, also at the end of the day, seeking comfort. And also at the end of the day, with four minutes remaining in the game, you can't turn the ball over, regardless of who you want to place the blame on. You just can't turn the ball over during that time frame either, because that's when you're trying to run the clock out. That's when you're trying to finish the drive the way we saw the Jets do. They ate up the rest of that time, right? Because they did not turn the ball over. They made sure that they secured it. Those are some of the things that we needed to do better at yesterday. We talked about the turnover margin and why it was so important coming into this game when you're talking about two teams that were very similar in the sense of good players but highly inconsistent in all three phases. We said, man, the teams or the games where they won the turnover battle or were even, both of our teams won, whether you're talking Steelers or Jets. And you look at yesterday, we were minus four, they were minus two. Oh. So guess who won the turnover battle? Them. And the guess who Jets. won the game? Them. The Jets. The correlation is there. And it's re- there for a reason. It, it absolutely is. And I'm sure those are that's probably a big part of the conversation that they're having with Kenny Pickett inside the yeah. South Side walls today and tomorrow. Just your decision making, is, man. Is, hey, you made some electric plays that mm-hmm. allowed us to get back in that game. But what we can't do with the way we're constructed mm-hmm. right now is take some of those risks. Right. And I know the fans love it. And it's a lot easier to stomach it when it's a rookie mm-hmm. taking those risks, right? Because you can brush it off as a rookie mistake, growing pains, to be expected. And all those things are true to an extent. But if you want to win games right now, mm-hmm. if you want to stay alive and play meaningful football down the stretch this season, you can't have those. Mm-hmm. From a rookie, from a sixth-year guy, anywhere in between, point I mean, blank, that period. Simple. Yeah, Because yeah. that, that is how this team is constructed. They're not constructed to go out there and air the ball out all over the place and play like the Bills or the Chiefs, right, and and score 30-some points. Even though that is what people want now, though. That is what because people want. Because they feel like since Kenny is out there that that is what this offense is now magically capable of. I personally don't agree with that at this moment, but that is what, you know, some people do feel now. That they but do. we shall see, man. That we shall they see. Do. Blake says he's with me, wants to see Kenny with a full week to game plan and a full week of a team planning to play against him. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Potentially this weekend. Maybe we'll find out for sure from Mike Tomlin tomorrow. Uh, we getting a lot of tweets. Austin tweets us here, too, going for seven tweets. A lot of Steelers fans calling a W in Buffalo on Sunday. We'll get to that on Friday when we get closer. All right? But just you know, don't don't put the... You know, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, right? That's what they say. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't put the wagon before the horse here either. Hey, man, they just one game at a time in the 716. You know they ain't tripping. The real Teddy, two gloves, says, mm-hmm. what's up, cousins? What's yeah, we word? lost, but there's some excitement to see what Kenny Pickett can do. Full week of getting starters reps. Just feels like he has that it factor 
so far. As for our defense, it was an uninspiring performance late on, but I do have faith that they will get that corrected. They better. They certainly better. And listen, there's excuses and then there's reality. They they need they just need some more fortune in the health department, man. Like they really do. The, uh, to an extent, it can be viewed at viewed as, as an excuse. But you're playing without TJ. You're playing without Minka. You're playing without Edmonds. Cam Hayward's banged up. You ain't playing without Minka. Minka's still out there. Well, he missed. He missed a couple. He missed some snaps. He but missed he's some still snaps. out there though. You're playing without Akello. Yeah, I want to say them, but Akello, yes. TJ Watt, yes. Edmonds, yes. One thing I will say though, there was a lot of the defense got worn down. The defense got worn down. This continues mm-hmm. to happen. I don't think that was the case yesterday. Mm-hmm. Time of possession was a two second difference. Mm-hmm. It was about as 50-50 as you can get. Without actually being 50-50? I would agree. You see what I did there? (laughs) Wallace tweets us and says, uh, how can other teams consistently scheme a wide receiver against our linebackers, but it doesn't seem like we do that? Am I wrong? That's just how it seems to me. I think we saw some of Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, that's what they say. I don't really agree with it, but... Pat Fryermuth in the first half was having some success over the middle of the field. He had the the, yeah. the the link up with Kenny there in the end of the game as well, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, you I don't say, really... I want more of it still. Yeah. I think we just, because it's us, is our team, I think we focus on that a little bit more, and we think it's happening more than it probably is, per se, from my perspective. But um, I also think, man, when you're talking about these type of receivers, Garrett Wilson is a top 15, top 10 receiver. For a reason. A Wilson to Wilson connection is going to be a problem for, but, but for forget, a while. Forget that. What, what top 15 receiver do we have right now? I mean, we we say George Pickens was a top 15 talent, and rightfully so, but in terms of legitimate top 15, like, we don't have that. So when we're talking about these type of dudes and how they are matched up in, you know, on linebackers or corners and we don't have anybody thinking covers, like, these are super high pedigree guys. We're talking the way we talk about our Minka Fitzpatrick, our TJ Watt, our Cam Hayward, our Najee Harris. Well, that's how these teams talk about their wide receivers or some and their tight ends in that case. It's all about how we construct our roster. It's plenty of teams that are like, man, why why can't we have a TJ Watt? Why can't we just have a Minka? Where's why, why, our Cam Hayward? Why, why can't they scheme up a Minka for us to get pick sixes? It's like, ah, uh, you know what Minka is? <laughs> that's a unicorn. It's not a lot of them out there. So with some of these receivers that we're talking about and how they are able to attack us at different positions, some of these guys are unicorns. Some mm-hmm. of these guys are just mismatches on the field. Think yeah. about when we had A.B. He was our unicorn. We've had him as well. Love Bell. We've had our unicorns where they're like, why can't we just spread teams out and play out of uh, uh, 11 personnel and run the ball from there? You know how hard it is to play defense out of 11 personnel when they can run the ball? You're like, bro, what? how do I defend this? <laughs> You know how many teams wish they had those issues? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so I do think some of it is that, man. So we've got more of the duality on the tweets here, all right? Scott says, can you dissect Kenny's interceptions? I feel like two hit the Steelers wide receivers in the hands, and the last one was just a Hail Mary. Thrash tweets us mm-hmm. and says, don't you dare. T-. There's some sarcasm here from Thrash. Yeah. He says, don't you dare talk about Kenny's interceptions or Kenny Nation will call you a bandwagon fan. Mm-hmm. The wide receivers just dropped the ball right into the defense's hands. Kenny didn't underthrow it or was indecisive in terms of throwing it away or anything. There's the duality there. I think we gave some context to this in the first segment, but listen, could Claypool and Fryermuth have, have done better on those? Absolutely. 
Were they still ill-advised? I don't care about the last one. It is. It's a Hail Mary into the end zone at the end of the game. I don't don't care about that third one. Um, Could Claypool have done better? Absolutely. Could Fryermuth have done better? Yes. Not to the same extent as Claypool. I think the people lumping those together are are a little misguided. But they were also, I think, ill-advised throws. Could the throws be better? Could the decision-making be better? Yes. Which is, again... The, everyone's context. everyone's culpable. It's just context, man. And that's, that's harder to stomach. Is. That's harder to stomach that Kenny shouldn't have done that, that Kenny should have done better, Chase should have done better, Pat should have done better. You'd rather just blame it on one person. When it was Mitch, it was easy to just say, oh, Mitch got to throw a better ball. Mitch decision-making. Now we're asking, hey, man, could they have caught that? Think about this, right? The fire booth jump in the air tip in the clay pool with the defender waiting on him. They say those are on the receivers. But when we talk about the Cleveland game, we're like, man, could Pickens catch that in the end zone that hit his hands? Could Deontay catch the one that dropped in his pocket down the field? They're like, oh, no, those got to be better throws. And it's like, that's some of the biasness. That's some of the disconnect when you're talking about the context of them. And that is that is what fans do. Yeah, that's That's, the context. That's what what we do. And that is why when I was talking in the first segment, I was like, I don't speak to kind of like influence. I just kind of like get it out because that's why right there. That's a prime example of it, yeah. People have a few criticisms of our show here. I think one of the chief most ones is they wish you and I would be more critical. Yeah. But that's just, we we watch the game, we tell you how we feel in the context of Mozi's experience, in the context of what I do as a radio host, and as we've always said it before, we're not... We're not trying to drive ratings or engagement or anything like that. We're not shocked, Jackson. I'm not here to argue with you, man, because I don't argue, baby. We're we're trying to sound like two reasonable guys sitting at the end of the bar. Having a a nice conversation. Having a nice conversation about the local football Come on, baby. Uh, Last one here before we go to break, and we will get to Chris Carter coming up here in in about four minutes. And then after we talk to CC, we'll get back to some of your tweets to close this thing down. Because like I said, we have gotten dozens of... Uh, you guys are putting up a 50-piece in the in the mentions today, at least. Um, May, though, says, you know, Arthur Motes, you and Wes talking about the inconsistency mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. How do the Steelers go about correcting that? Is it on the players? Is it on the coaches? Great Is question. it on both? No, great question, May. Shout out to you for that. Um, it's both, honestly. Some of it is the detailing of the work. So as a player, what does that mean? It means, okay, if I know whenever we get third downs – I'm getting attacked to the perimeters. Detailing my work could be instead of me lining with two yards of width, what if I lined at three and a half yards of width? And now instead of me having to play it inside out and I'm in a chasing technique, now I'm playing it outside in where I'm going to have natural leverage. I can stand better body positioning and I'm going to have the help from the cavalry that's coming from inside out. That's detailing your work. That's minutiae. That's self-scouting. That's saying, hey, I've identified the issue. I understand what I could do to improve it. Now let's go ahead and execute it. That's how you can improve the consistency from the player's perspective. Hmm. Coaching's perspective, how do you improve the consistency? When I see you line up at two and a half yards with in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, I'm Call not going to just say, oh, it's Wednesday and Thursday, not a big deal. They'll have it right on Sunday. Nah, because now you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. You have to address it. You have to highlight it. You have to say, hey, this is not okay. This is not what we want. If you're doing it in the walkthrough, you're going to do it in the game. If you're doing it on Thursday in practice, you're going to do it on Sunday. You know why? Because it's muscle memory. When you're in the game, your body's on autopilot. Yes. You're doing everything that you Particularly in the second half and once you're starting to get worn down. You are literally doing everything that you've done in practice. I've done this game for a long time, 
professionally and collegially and even in high school, the correlation is real. And to me, when you're talking from the coach's perspective, that's how they improve upon the consistency of demanding it, of holding their players accountable. When they aren't holding their players accountable, the coaching staff is doing the team a disservice because they're setting the perspective that it's okay to not detail it. It's okay to do it one out of four times. It's okay to do it five out of ten times when it's not. At the NFL level, every single play matters because you're only going to get 60 to 70 of them in a game. It's not like basketball. You're going to have all these possessions. Oh, man, it don't matter. You turn the ball away. We're going to get three more possessions in 30 seconds. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, no, nah, it's not like that. No, it is not. We talk about in football, you really get, what, eight to ten possessions if you're lucky? Yeah. If your offense is humming? It's not much margin If you're for not air. turning the ball over? So with that being the case, that's why the detailing of work becomes so significant from the player's perspective and the coaching staff's perspective when you're talking about trying to make this thing happen on a play-in and play-out basis. So long story short, May, that is ultimately how you would improve upon it, just in a brief way, right there. Real quick, before we go to break and get to Chris Carter, Scott tweets and says, I'll give you that analysis, Motsi. If Mitch would have thrown them interceptions, I'd be heated. Instead, it's just Kenny Nation. He says, best radio show as always. I Thank do you, appreciate Scott. We appreciate the, the honesty, but it, you know it's real. If it's Kenny throwing them three picks, man, we over here crucify. I mean, if it's Mitch, they over there crucifying oh that, Oh, my man. gosh. How did you leave that lollipop up there to Claypool? Oh, I can't believe you would make that terrible, stupid what, you decision think Pat to Fryer throw it Pat? LeBron James on, trying man. to get him like, to jump through the building? You, Jesus, I can't believe you would do such. <laughs> How are you going to throw that Hail Mary interception as well? Jeez, Louise. Like, that would have been the energy. You know, what's funny is no one was letting Mitch off the hook for that ball going off at Deontay's hands Nobody in the first half Nobody cared about either. that, right? Oh, I tell you Nobody what. Nobody cared about that. Uh, uh-huh. We're going to get back to the tweets to close down the show, but we got to go to break here in just two minutes. Our buddy Chris Carter, he'll join the best radio show. According to Scott, uh, keep those tweets rolling in. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 